it's inspiration for you. We're enlarging worlds with growth stories. Listen your way. Tune in for fresh stories brought to you by Unit for Hosts. Join us for this week's inspiration for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the Inspiration for You podcast brought to you by Unit 4. My name is Mehdi Gefeli, and uh, I am part of uh, Unit 4, and I will be hosting a sub-series of episodes where we talk with the people of the company about their cultures, experiences, and the things that make them unique. My first guest is a Mexican living in Germany. He is a big fan of climbing, and unlike what you might think of Mexicans, he used to be an ice hockey professional until he broke both of his legs. He enjoys eating cash petzli and is a big lover of the Lachouf beer. Even though he doesn't agree with me, I believe that there is a striking resemblance between him and uh, the character of the professor, aka El Profesor, played by Sergio Marquina in the series La Casa de Papel. And last but not least, his guilty pleasure is uh, sipping Aperol Spritz while watching Germany's top model show. Without any further ado, please join me in welcoming Miguel Mijet. Welcome, Miguel, on the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Mary. I'm doing great here from Germany. Yeah, thank you. Actually, I want to tell you my name. My name is Miguel Millet. It's like a yeah, Mexican name or like Spanish uh, roots. Actually, my complete name is Miguel Arturo Millet Garcia. That is my, my whole name. So, yes, uh, Mexican. Love go. to put uh, long names. Thank you for That's, welcoming me. That, that sounds <laughs> even more Mexican. So, do you agree with my presentation? Is there anything you want to add or... No, actually, you hit uh, the spot. Actually, it's, uh, that, that describes me. It's uh, the, the way I, um, I am. Maybe it's like before we start this, always we're going to talk about it. I love this topic. It's one of my passions also to talk about cultural things. And it's a lot of cliches and rough ideas, but I think, yeah, I think you hit the spot and thank you. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's start then from the beginning. As I said, you are Mexican living in Germany. How did you end up in Germany? <laughs> Long story short, actually, everything or the first the first option I had, like for my Erasmus semester, I put Erasmus because in Mexico we don't have that. It's like a mm-hmm. go to international or like a foreign semester. I had the opportunity to go to different countries and actually to go to Spain to perfect my Spanish. I said to myself, no, Miguel, you, you can do a little bit better. <laughs> Then go to, to, to England or to United States. Like, yeah, I already speak English and I know the cultures because I have been there before. And it's like, oh, let's let's put a, a challenge in my life. And then I, I arrived here to Germany. I was a student for six months. I really liked the culture. I really liked the, the people. And I received a, a job offer for an internship to stay one more year. And, and that's why I'm here, actually. Great. And, and and did you actually ever think you would end up in Germany or before going through this process? No, actually, all my life I was more focused uh, because that's a Mexican thing. You focus more to go to the big uh, universities in the United States or even to England because not a lot of Mexicans speak uh, German. And that's why I, I have never uh, thought that I'm being here in Germany, to be honest. <laughs> can imagine. And and how is it how is it now to live in Germany? You, you live in Munich, right? Yes, it's a really nice city. 
Bavarian people is a very special people because I have been living in different parts of Germany before mm-hmm. I start, I was living in, in Baden-Württemberg. So they're like a German, it's also it's in every country, in every country is like that, in every um, state is different people, but I've, I feel uh, warm since the beginning. And that's really nice. Uh, the size of the, the city is good enough for me, <laughs> because if mm-hmm. you compare like a 60 million people city for like 1.5 million, it's like a quite a difference, but mm-hmm. I really like the city. You have culture, you have nightlife, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and so from living in the these different areas in Germany, what would you say are like according to you the main cultural differences between Germany and Mexico? Oh, that is really interesting topics, and and actually I want to start like 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 the main concepts that I want to because I love to read about cultures, and my girlfriend also studied that uh, international affairs and all that. So actually the two cultures I'm going to define is like, and it's like the concept that introduced Edward T. Hall, that is a high context and low context. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mexican culture is a high context, how do you say, culture and language, and the mm-hmm. German is a low context. Let me explain a little bit further in this topic. Like, for example, if a Mexican invites you for a beer, a Mexican, the Mexican is going to tell you, that, yes, yes, of course, not because, but he wants to be, to, to tell you yes, but he doesn't know if he can't or he already said 20 people yes at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the German, when he say yes, is because he checked his, um, there are more, much more a structure in the way mm-hmm. of punctuality, time management, and so on. So that is the, the main difference. It's like when you tell something in German, specifically what, what do you want to say? In Spanish, you the interpretation, it's uh, much more vague, more or less like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is my main the, the difference uh, from living here in Mexico. And that is a challenge also as a Mexican, because the German love uh, rules and Mexico, we are more like easygoing in some type of stuff. So that's going to be a, like, yeah, a benefit or also can be not that good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and is this also something you learned from the German culture? Because we were talking before and you were telling me that you work like a German, you live like a Mexican. Yeah, that is my, my motto. And I think one thing I learned is punctuality, time management. And I don't want to say I, there's Mexicans that are very punctual and everything. That is, we are, I don't want to turn this conversation in cliches or stereotypes, but yeah, stereotypes and cliches um, exist because something or they come mm-hmm. from somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a source from, from that stereotypes. But yeah, I think I learned that from the German culture. They define me as a, a better in terms of to be an employee, for example, they they help me a lot to understand that time is valuable. In, and also, if you can transfer in your personal life, uh, there is a lot of benefits if you learn from the German culture. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Now I talked about the, the the differences. I also want to ask you, what are according to you the similarities between the German culture? And, and the Mexican one. There is, uh, I think, uh, the similarities in terms of cultural or the cultural similarities. At the end, we are the same. The culture and the, the way or the, 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 the country we are, they define us. But at the end, for example, the, the Germans can be also very open and in a more structured way because of the culture. But if you want to go a beer, you want to go party, you want to go drinking, they also do that. And I can tell you the difference and then the similarity that they go and they enjoy the Oktoberfest and they drink until they drop, you know? But one thing is that, and the Mexican also do, love to do that. They party hard, the Germans party hard. The main difference is like the, the Germans take the, the next day off. The Mexicans try to work the next day, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes. 
And that's what I learned that there's a similarity at the same. We like food, we share the same interest, political interest. So at the end, yes, we have like, I, want, I like to put like the, the spices. This is a culture for me, but at the end, we are the same. Uh, no matter from which country we have limitations. Yes, we have different, maybe different mindsets sometimes, but at the end, in if you put it like in a very basic needs that mm-hmm. if you want to go drink, you can go, you can want to go and eat to, to take a laugh. It's, yeah. I think it's the same. So, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. When when you are in your own country, you, of course, you always think that everyone is different from you, but then when you when you start traveling and, and meeting other people and, and working and living with other people, you actually understand that in the end, like, that we are all human and we have the same emotions and we have, it's, it's just that, yeah, the way we were brought up influences the how we live that. But in the end, we are, we are all uh, human. Well, talking about this b- brings me to, to the question that I wanted to ask you. People always think of uh, the German to be uh, like strict, always on time, strict deadlines, very, very strong with planning. But okay, for you living there, is this true? Is this something that you really feel with every German that you meet? I think yes. And I think Germany is like a big, big clock. Let's put it mm-hmm. like that way. And everything works because, for example, in Mexico, if you are in a bus stop, they don't even have the times when the bus is coming to arrive. And then you mm-hmm. see in Germany like 17.03 and you, I, the first time I saw that, I started laughing, you know, but actually works, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. And I think everything is the Germans because of the, the history of this country. Yes, uh, but they also, they are that structure also in the personal lives. And they're also a structure in the in the work environment. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think that enables them to, in a different way, and that's why I love living here, because they show me a different way to enjoy life and actually to be to have the capability to plan your life, to to manage, to take control of your time, enables you to be to achieve happiness in some mm-hmm. way at some mm-hmm. point. So yes, uh, definitely. They they are really structured person, but time to time they can be, that is also the general thing. And that's the thing that general or the general part of the population, they are like that. And when you cannot fit that, you it's it's complicated to fit in that if you're not punctual, for example. But I, I have also a German uh, friends that they're not punctual. Does that exist? Yes, yes, of course. That's rarely <laughs> important, but that exists. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's definitely always interesting to hear because, yeah, as I said, again, we tend to create like an image, just a general image of how the typical person from whatever culture is. But it's, it's always also good to realize that in every country there are people who are who are different. And now let's maybe talk more about, about work. I personally worked in Tunisia, where I'm from. I worked in France. I, I work in the Netherlands, where I'm based. And I do see a difference. And I want to ask you, do you also see that difference working in, in a, let's say, a German corporate environment? Yes, for sure. And now I have like a black and white contrast. For example, now I'm taking care of the, the Spanish market. And then I used to work for also in German environments or German customer base. And yes, for sure. The way they communicate, the way they uh, talk, the way, is, uh, yeah, it's totally different. Uh, for example, the, the Germans are more focused in terms of go straight to the point that you don't need that much report, you know, like uh, the first, the, the breaking the ice is, is shorter in Germany. But 
Definitely, it's a, a huge difference. Now with the pandemic, you can see there are some uh, German customers that they need to talk more because they maybe they don't uh, left the house since a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And they're becoming a little bit softer because they need that yeah, human touch, you know. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. definitely, it's a, a, a really a big difference between those two cultures, yeah. Okay. And when working with people in, let's say, you, you mentioned also the Spanish market, which also you are working on, did you face any misunderstandings in terms of communication while working um, in both markets? Do you have examples of times where you where you faced misunderstanding related to communication or in, in, in general because of the cultural differences? Yes, I think miscommunications uh, happens all the time. And sometimes when, for example, we are in sales, right? And when you try to push your customers to, to give you, for example, you send a quote or um, to push them to give you a, like a timeline. For example, in the Germans already planned uh, plan A, B, and C uh, in order that doesn't happen. Uh, Sometimes, and for example, the the Spanish uh, customers or the Latin culture, let's put it like that, they're more flexible in the time when they say like, yeah, maybe I'm going to send it tomorrow. When the maybe word is because before tomorrow, you you have to detect that. And that that is sometimes when a person doesn't understand or never live in the country or doesn't understand the culture where, from, for example, Mexico or Spain, it can be confusing sometimes mm-hmm. in order to forecast a deal. That, that Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. So, but you can refine uh, that skills. And I think that is a intercultural skill you have to develop because that's my job every day. Mm-hmm. So yes, for sure, miscommunications happen all the time, but you have to learn to detect them and detect them in, in the proper time or the exact time in order that not affect to closing a deal or a misunderstanding from the technical side. So yes, I think that is, if it's not their mother tongue, in my case for Spain, it's not your mother tongue. Even if it's your mother tongue can happen, it's uh, that doesn't rely in the language itself. Uh, it's more also more in the personality because it, two different heads are two different worlds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they can, I can tell you what color is this and maybe that is blue for you and for me it's dark blue. So, yeah. and no matter the language, no matter the culture, right? So yeah. Well, actually, that's very interesting because this is also a point that I, I wanted to 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 ask you about. You are from Mexico, and you are also working with Spanish with Spanish customers of of Unit Four, even though Spanish is your mother tongue. What is the difference? What is the cultural difference that you maybe face during your work with customers from Spain? I think, for example, that will happen the same. For example, if you are in in Germany and you try to talk with a person from from Switzerland or from Austria. At the end, it's um, German, but it's a different expressions. There are different, there are different countries, right? There are different mm-hmm. backgrounds, different history. And sometimes, even if it's the mother tongue, the same, for example, the Spanish at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but the intonation or even some expressions can lead to misunderstandings. But okay. But at the end, that's why you have to talk with them and create like a trust between your customer and yourself uh, in order to to ask uh, what you really meant there, and also to, to double check uh, that mm-hmm. they are, if not only from your side or from you to the customer, also to double check that you understood your customer correctly. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to ask you: Do you speak German? Yes, I speak German. Okay, so you you speak and German and Spanish and. Y- 
does your relationship with with the language actually bring you closer or farther from from the culture? How does your knowledge of the language affect the way uh, you approach, let's say, both cultures that you're working with? I think uh, to know the language, it's a key factor for success. And if you know and you can approach a customer in your, of course, it's business languages and everything else, but let's uh, put it like in the work environment, we can agree in both terms and we can uh, speak English, German, Spanish. It's not a problem. But I think if you achieve uh, to understand and you can speak the language, you mm -hmm. can understand a big chunk of the culture because I think a big chunk of the culture is in the language itself. Mm -hmm. So when you speak the language, you can understand also local jokes or can be this ice-breaking much easier yeah. because you are communicating in their own terms, more or less like yeah. that. Okay, and, and because for me, that's also like I got the feedback lately about the fact that so I was working from home and someone from the family of, of my girlfriend here was also visiting and I had two calls in a row, one with someone with whom I would speak English and one with someone with whom I would speak French. And after I, I finished the, the calls, at the end of the day, she was telling me it's very interesting because the way you speak English and the way you speak French also has even an, an, an effect on the way you not only you sound, but also the energy, the way you interact, the way you you move the, your expression. And, and that's when I started thinking about this in the sense of how actually the, the language also changes a bit of how we deal with others, how we talk with others, how we just make conversations. And that's why I, I asked you this and especially, yeah, the difference between... Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree on that. And it, I think in every language you um, learn, there's some like unspoken rules when you're uh, talking this, uh, because for example, in English, there's sometimes more politeness or when you write an email, even the, the way you write an email, you communicate uh -huh. and then maybe the language or maybe the unspoken rules, let's put it that way, uh -huh. uh, make, or makes the behavior your, or your own behavior change a little bit or adapt. Are you more angry when you do emails in German? <laughs> No, I'm more effective, to be honest, <laughs> because uh, you can go straight to the point. <laughs> so I'm just embracing the stereotypes. <laughs> okay, well, coming back to, to the general feeling of where you're from compared to where you live, was there a, a, a specific cultural shock that you remember when you moved to, to Germany? Was there something that, that really marked you in the first days? Besides the bus telling you, or the signs telling you what time the bus is going to be arriving? Yes, for sure. I think the first cultural shock is that if you don't plan in Germany, you're never going to have success in the personal way or in the, in, in the business. So okay. if you want to be spontaneous, uh -huh. in Germany it's quite complicated because it's going to cost you a lot of money. Like, let's say, let's take the train. To go there, if you plan it with time, it's going to be 80% cheaper than if you mm -hmm. want to be spontaneous. So yes, that's one of the first cultural shock that you have to plan. So that's the one thing that time management for me was quite a shocker. But that helped me a lot to understand, to, to treasure the time of others mm -hmm. and my own time. So yeah. And how, how did you come to realize that? Was there a specific experience that you remember from your first days there? Yes, for sure. For example, I arrive and I want to go visit my friend in North Germany, near from Bremen. 
and I'm living in the south. And normally, if you uh, book it on time, costs like around 80 euros, and or even less. There's some actions for students that time. Yeah, when I was young, then I, I did not book my my ticket on time, and instead of let's say 50 to 80 euros, I have to pay 250. So for a student, it's quite a bummer because your our budgets are quite tight, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just to to get to to the end of this discussion, I actually wanted to ask you: Is there a is there a passion or a hobby that you actually started to develop because or while moving to another country? Yes, actually, um, going to mountains. Bes- uh, besides watching the German <laughs> top model show. No, actually, climbing. <laughs> that is a hobby that I start here in in Germany, like quite time ago. In Mexico, we have mountains. We have uh, really good climbers, but that's a thing for Mexico. The the good stuff go to United States uh, or to Europe or worldwide, and that is a thing that I start here because, for example, I, I live uh, 45 minutes uh, away from from the Alps, so enjoying nature, and that is a very funny thing because and also a cultural thing. In Mexico, we never speak about the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is also. Mm-hmm. Because all days are good, more or less like that. Um, <laughs> and it's like if you plan a grill party and it starts raining, oh, yeah, it's a bummer. But yeah, we can postpone it for tomorrow because, you know, tomorrow is going to be good again. And mm-hmm. that is also like a cultural difference that I start enjoying also much more when the weather or when the sun was shining. Because I think that's a uh, European or North European or let's say Central Europe topic, weather. You have to check the weather in order to to plan. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if it's raining outside, you can't do nothing, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> okay. What did you learn from living in another culture? I think what I learned, like in the personal part, I think you, you're no, nobody to judge another person for the culture. Because, yeah, we have cliches, we have, we have stereotypes, but there is something that, that is a lot of attachment with the personality and individual experiences. So um, never judge about the cultures because I think stereotypes and and cliches, they're funny for sure. They're funny and they come from somewhere, but we have to uh, make a breakthrough on them and and just n- never judge. Uh, judge a person when you know them and you never stop knowing a person. So that's why I never judge. So couldn't agree more. Well, that was my last question. I don't know if you have anything else you want to say before we come to a close? No, I think I can invite you all that uh, to speak with international people because we have a lot of international people in Unit 4. So, yeah, be open, knock the door, make a coffee so or uh, have a coffee with them. And because I think we learn more from other people's experiences than from a textbook. Of course, we need to study the textbook, but in a personal matter, we get more feedback from persons and personal experience that, that we can learn from books yes definitely and uh, on a personal level i can promise you that the moment the health situation gets better around around the world i'll be coming to visit you for uh, for a beer in munich yeah you have to bring some lachoufs because here around it's quite difficult <laughs> to to get them <laughs> <laughs> perfect let's do that well miguel thank you so much for being here and for being uh, our first guest for this sub-series of the inspiration for you thank you for listening uh, everyone and i hope to see you or uh, hear you very soon i was very excited to be here uh, medi thank you for the invitation 
and I enjoyed uh, talking with you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.